G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. And today's lesson is called Flesh and Blood, from John chapter 6, verses 51 to 59. I have to say that this particular portion is perhaps the most difficult of anything that we find in John's Gospel. These are words of spirit These are words of life, and yet even for those who are Christians and solidly following Jesus, they have to take pause at what he actually meant. We are going through the Gospel of John verse by verse, and this portion is to be examined like every other. We take a high view of Scripture. We believe it's all from God, all inspired, all profitable, and we believe that God's Word really does not only give us quality of life, but quantity of life going all the way to eternal life itself. So Jesus is going to speak about his body and his blood. And let me tell you, it's going to be rather amazing. He says this in verse 51 of John chapter 6. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Let me just preempt things to say Jesus will go on to speak about eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood. Now, of course, in one sense, we could say that's what we do at the Lord's table, known also as the Lord's Supper, that we remember the Lord's death till he comes, but the eating of the bread and the drinking from the cup. The cup represents the blood, the bread represents the broken body of the Lord. But we need to be careful on this, that Holy Communion does not save us. It saved people, people who already have the salvation of Christ in their life, that partake of communion. It is one of the ordinances of the Protestant slash evangelical slash Pentecostal churches. It is something we do as often as the Lord leads us as a remembrance of Christ's atoning death of the cross, as well as a prophecy of his coming again. But what we're going to see is this is not talking about some form of crude cannibalism. This is talking about having Christ in us and we in him. Let me again reiterate what Jesus speaks here. In John six fifty one to 59, are words of spirit and words of life. If you don't have the new birth, if you're not maturing in God, if for some reason you're more earthly-minded than heavenly-minded, this passage will not just be over your head. It will be actually offensive. But then God's truth is often confrontational. It may not be, shall we say, ill-mannered, but it tells things as it is. 
But friends, remember, we have a vested interest in the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because remember, there is a correlation between truth and freedom. And equally, there's a correlation between deception, delusion, lies, mendacity, spin, half-truths, and bondage, which leads to sin, which leads to darkness, which leads to death. Truth is our best friend, even though it may be uncomfortable, as well as confrontational and, at times, controversial. Jesus is speaking words of life to those who care to listen. So in this particular lesson, we're going to learn about the living bread, how people will strive among themselves after hearing Jesus' pronouncement. We'll understand there's deep teaching about eating and drinking of the body and blood of the Lord, that his body and blood are meat and drink indeed. And not only as he dwell in us, but we will dwell in him, and that our life is to be lived for him and through him, and that all this is done that we may eat and live abundantly, live eternally, and live righteously. Let's read the entire portion of John chapter 6, verses 51 to 59. Our lesson is called Flesh and Blood, John chapter 6, verses 51 to 59. Listen carefully and prayerfully to God's word. And much of this is in red letters, meaning these are quotes from Jesus himself. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And that bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue, as he taught in Capernaum. Our reading is from John chapter 6, verses 51 to 59, and our lesson is called Flesh and Blood. Well, let's get right into it, this rather remarkable and at times difficult passage, but let the Holy Spirit be your guide, quickening you to the truth that's found here. John chapter 6, verse 51, the living bread. The following passage will prove unusual and controversial. We have to bear in mind that Jesus' words, as I've already stated, are spirit and life. Unless one is born again, they cannot properly understand what he's trying to say. Here Jesus declared that he is the bread of life and the living bread which comes down from heaven. Anyone who eats of this bread will live forever. Then he goes on to explain that this bread is his flesh given for the life of the world. All right, so remember, bread is meant to be eaten, 
And this is what happens. Remember the Passover lamb. It is sacrificed, and it is meant to be eaten. Christ is our Passover lamb. No, we don't literally eat him. Let's make that clear right now. But there is a spiritual interchange, a partaking of that which God has provided. Now, let's listen to verse 52 of John 6. These words of Jesus stirred up a hornet's nest among those that listened to him. It basically says among the Jews, those at least that were in Galilee and possibly from Galilee. And without question, some were grossly offended by his comments, but definitely not all. If they were all offended, they would have immediately walked away or engaged in an argument. Some must have taken Jesus aside. Otherwise, how can we explain the words they strove among themselves? If they had universal condemnation of Jesus' words, then there would have been no strife, but there would have been a clash with the Lord himself. So not everybody was offended, but some were, and those that were eventually made their skepticism well known. Well, let's bear this in mind, that this is, I don't know if I want to call it deep teaching. It in some ways is meant to be most elementary. But I guess when you've been sitting on dry land and you're parched, even a few centimeters of water feels like, a, how should we say, an immersion. From Far from striving for clarity, Jesus reiterates his point forcefully. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Well, by this point, his critics are totally alienated. I mean, they were on their way out anyway before he spoke, and now they are through the door and ready to shut it closed and locked. What on earth does this man mean? Eat your flesh, drink his blood. Even Christ's followers would have been perplexed at such words. Let's remember a few points here. Flesh and blood are a reference to Christ's sacrifice on the cross for us. Remember these two key words. The sacrifice of Christ was voluntary. He chose to die on the cross for us. He wasn't railroaded. He wasn't, as it were, having his arm twisted behind his back. He was not in any way flinching from what lied ahead. What lied ahead was the joy set before him of redeemed humanity. So he voluntarily of his own will, offered his life as a sacrifice for us. The second thing is that Christ's atoning death on the cross was vicarious. He took our place on the cross. We were the ones on death row, for the wages of sin is death. But he says, no, I will take the hit for humanity because of the manifold, wonderful love of God. I will do it so that I can redeem people from every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue. So the death of Christ was both voluntary and it was vicarious. While the words flesh and blood conjures up images of the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, the Lord's Table, please be careful. As I said, Holy Communion, where the bread represents Christ's body and the cup represents Christ's blood, these things do not bring salvation. Salvation is by the grace of God through faith not by works. Same with water baptism. Water baptism doesn't bring salvation. Water baptism is what saved people, people who already have received the gospel by faith. It's what they do. Remember, water baptism is the formal, official commencement of your discipleship in Christ. We need to be disciples, and we need to bear fruit. 
but we don't officially start until we're water baptized. And I just say to my listeners, if you have believed in Jesus for some period of time, even for years, but you have not been water baptized, then I urge you to make arrangements for that very purpose. Because after all, if it was good enough for Jesus to fulfill all righteousness, it should be good enough for us as well. So, people who are already saved have Holy Communion. The Holy Communion is a memorial of Christ's death and, as I said, a prophecy that he's coming again. So then in John 6, verse 54, Jesus reiterates the importance of eating the flesh and drinking the blood. He is not, and I repeat, not talking about cannibalism. These words are describing the act of salvation, which came by what? the crucifixion of Jesus on the Roman cross. It also came by the resurrection of Christ, who happens to be the Passover lamb eaten in haste. He is actually referred to as the Passover lamb in 1 Corinthians. Drinking blood is figurative language, of course, speaking of a new way of living through the death and sacrifice of Messiah. Those who eat and drink will be raised up on the last day. Put it to you in this manner. The body of Jesus was a perfect body, a healthy body, a sinless body. The blood of Christ was likewise. Really, by all counts, it should have lasted forever. But Jesus made a man, this is called the incarnation, and dwelling among us. And by the way, he had to be a man to die in our place. And he had to be God to be our Savior. That's what the book of Isaiah is about. That's even what the name Isaiah means, God the Savior. And so, yes, he's both God to save and man to die for our sins. He should have been able to live forever, but he died on the cross so that we can live forever. It's vicarious, it's voluntary, and when we believe the body and blood of Christ are imparted to us, downloaded, as it were, from heaven, just like the manna, was downloaded too. Then, meat and drink indeed. John six fifty five. Jesus goes on to say that his flesh is food indeed, and his blood is drink indeed. What does this mean? Well, it means that the flesh and blood provide sufficient, satisfying, and life-transforming power to the hungry and thirsty soul. For those who are initiated to the things of God by being born again, the spiritual truth of Christ's spiritual words should be clear and uplifting. For the rebellious and lost, his words will be obscure and hidden. In fact, far from drawing them to God, they will be repelled from the things of God. But then we continue on. John 6, 56. When you partake of Christ, he dwells in you and you dwell in him. Remember, when we get to chapter 15 of John, he talks about being the true vine. We are the branches. When we abide in him, we bear much fruit. If we don't abide in him, we can't do anything of good, and in fact, we will be cut off like a dead branch. How are we going to abide in Jesus and he in us, except by faith, except we come on his terms, and except we partake of Christ 
so that he lives in us and we live in him. When that happens, that mutual occupancy, so to speak, you will be very fruitful in God. And remember the good news is you don't have to try to bear fruit. It will be automatic as Christ lives in you. And Paul talks about this in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So live by him. This is an important analogy. The Father, the living God, has sent Jesus, and we live by him. The same applies to the faithful believer. Whoever partakes of Christ, he shall live by him. And that is, of course, the metaphorical eating and drinking. John six fifty eight. Jesus again declares the truth. He is the true living bread from heaven. The wilderness manna satisfied the physical hunger of the Exodus generation, but could not prevent their death in the wilderness. The true heavenly bread, Christ himself, provides nourishment that leads to life everlasting. So basically, this is what we have to do. Believe and receive. And when we believe and receive, it is partaking of Christ, of his flesh, of his blood, remembering that both these things are potent, pure, powerful, and they are the secret of living a life forever. Now, our lesson has been called Flesh and Blood, and our lesson for life is this. The new birth causes the words of God to become words of life. Without it, God's word can be hard. To Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.